This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Love Shark Tank, you have come to the right place. We are talking season eight, episode 18. Can you believe it? And there is in the house Aura Organics, Dart Drones. There's also Sand Cloud and good old Elephant Pants. Stay here, be here, be nowhere. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey, 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 welcome to Shark Tank After Show on After Buzz. And if you're sitting here looking at me wondering why the heck you're not looking at Zoe Hewitt's beautiful face, it is because she is not here, but I, Constance Dunn, am holding down the fort and quite unleashed with my co-host in crime, Chris Howard Live. Tell I, her who you are. Well, I'm not as unleashed as you are. Look at look at her hair. She looks like the bride of somebody. <laughs> But I, I wasn't going to say Frankenstein, but you said you could be Frankenstein. I think if you did a silver streak through the hair, it would be perfect. By the way, I'm Chris Howard. You can find me <laughs> at Chris Howard Live on Twitter as well as Instagram. Um, and and we're, we're okay. You know, the funny thing is you sit in this chair, and I call Zoe Chloe all the time. I don't know what's up with oh. me. But you sit there, and I called you Candace Dunn instead of Constance Dunn. It's common, yes. I don't know. It's my memory. <laughs> No, it's so many people call me Candace. It's really, really funny. Just don't call me Candy. Hey, Candy. Hey, Candy. Really? Well, maybe the unleashed part is about the elephant pants. No, I'm looking yeah. at your hair. Your Ooh. hair is unleashed. You look at this, and you barely have any clothing on. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're scantily clad. Your hair is like that. Um, but it all it all works. It all works. Thank you. I like yes. big hair. There's just certain things, you know. Different trends come and go. But um, I am a person that just unabashedly loves big hair, and I cannot lie. I love big hair, and I cannot lie. Yeah, speaking of big hair, uh, speaking of hair and uh, not being able to segue from hair to sand towels. Oh, you can do it. uh, First up on tonight's episode, which, by the way, was a huge, huge uh, landmark because they marked 100 million in deals on Shark Tank. Can you believe it? That was today? That was this episode. That was this episode, so that was Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. A hundred million dollars in deals. Isn't that extraordinary? That's extraordinary that that the sharks dished out that much cash. I know. That's like, what, five or six people? Yes, eight eight seasons. Throw in Chris Saka and Ashton Kutcher every now and then. Once, yes. Your favorite. Do you love him? No, but he's got a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Ashton Kutcher. I just found that out. I had no idea. I have a brown belt. Ashton... Bro. You know what's funny about that? I would not think so because isn't jiu-jitsu like often beats up your face a lot? Is that one of those no, martial you roll, arts? You roll, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a grappling art. So you, right. So you preserve your face. You, you learn how to protect your face. And isn't it heavy Brazilian too? Heavy like, Brazilian. But Ashton's a big guy. Ashton's like, uh, he's, uh, he's impressive. I don't know if you've ever seen him in real life. Uh-uh. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's a tall dude. I was surprised. Yeah, because it's. I would think that even though you do grappling, there is a lot of face squishing in there. Isn't face it, squishing. Doesn't it mess you up? It's usually though? the big guy that's squishing the smaller face, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no, there's face squishing and stuff. There's plenty of that, and um, uh, but you, know, you don't you don't tend to get as injured as you do like in karate. When I did that the old days, like we punched with our knuckles and breaking knuckles and right. getting black eyes all the time and. We thought we were tough because we had black eyes until we realized that that was a sign that we had actually been hit. Well, you know <laughs> what's funny? Have you ever seen the UFC guys? Yeah. Yeah, they get really beat to heck. But a yes, lot of them do. actually are kind of, um, they're like good looking guys, a lot of the UFC. Isn't lot, that part of their brand, wait, though, to be like flashy? All, all, all of us martial artists are pretty hot. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had to throw myself in there. With yeah, that. yeah, yeah, all of us do. Well, I'm, you know, I'm a middle-aged martial artist. I just realized that. No, today. you're not. I'm, I'm There's no such I'm thing. Like almost okay. Anyway, well, you're not. But middle lessons. I actually, there's an amazing book about middle lessons. But before everyone leaves our leaves us, says, let's, ta- let's talk about Sand Cloud a little bit because I know yes. if you guys did out there who are watching us, if you were out there. Um, 
We thought it was funny because SandCloud was, of course, we saw Bruno, Brandon, and Stephen who were asking for, were they asking for 200000 for 8% of their company. Very enthusiastic guys. Yeah, they were very enthusiastic Colorful, companies. enthusiastic. And it was funny because this, there was a certain theme tonight about the millennials wanting companies right. that are into um, social causes. Too good. And I had to wonder to what extent that's just being used as a thing, as and, a ploy. you know, I... I think I may have told you this before, but I, uh, I had a conversation with the uh, CEO of Virgin Mobile in uh, South Africa. So I yeah. went out there to do some charity work. Mm-hmm. And I say, because the whole thing with Virgin. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, and the Virgin brand right. is social entrepreneurial. Yeah. You know, they want to do things. It wasn't. It didn't used to be that way. Richard Branson, he'd be like, he'd do these crazy antics, and that was their right. marketing. So they moved to social entrepreneurial, and I asked him, I said... Is it about the social cause or is it about making money? <laughs> what is it really? And he said, why can't it be both? It can be both. And I think that is great. And by the way, I have to say that it is Tina. Hello, Tina. We're Tina. so excited. She's jo- joining us from far, far away. In the snow. She wears no shoes. She's in Slovakia. Oh, see, she's Slovakia. And I still want to find out what she actually wears because I love fashion and I love international fashion. And she actually says that I look nice. Well, she says I look beautiful. And I appreciate that, Tina, especially coming from a fellow lady. And um, Tina is wondering that Chris is shaved again. So where is the beard? You have to answer. Okay. um, No, I just have to shave every now and then because otherwise the hairs get too long and it looks weird. So I shaved. So I shaved. Oh, you know what? You know why I shaved today? Because I went and I auditioned for an acting Role for and then the I was supposed theater? to be in the yeah for the, the theater for the theater because for us actors <laughs> <laughs> so I had an audition this morning and then I was supposed to go to uh, uh, I was supposed to go and do a, a student film this this afternoon so I was uh, I had to look the part. But here's the thing. I have to say that whenever you do shave, it does yeah. it transforms the quality of your skin for some reason. It texturizes well, it in some way. I like to moisturize my skin. It looks really, rag. really good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so actually, with SandCloud, this is, of course, we see a towel mm. that could also be a wrap and a sarong, and it could be hung up in your house. So this was the like, evolution after they had the towel with the pillow in it, and that mm-hmm. wasn't the thing. I actually thought that was a pretty good idea. I thought idea. that was a great idea. Yeah, but nobody wanted so they did, went to this wrap thing. Yeah, the wrap thing. And the thing is, is 10% of, I don't know if it's their gross sales or if it's their net, is given to marine life. I know you'd like this stuff. Well, you know what I didn't like? I had the same issue that Lori had, that it retails for $47, their cost is 10%, and she was they were all kind of saying, this doesn't feel like a towel. And Mark Cuban was saying right. one of the first things he did when he made his do-re-mi was to buy these amazing thick towels. And I, I love that because I think that's one of those things that people do when they I still make try to money. figure out the do-re-mi. I'm like, what the hell is that? Well, it's do, sheets and towels. Yeah, no, like it. You yeah. get bomb, bomber-like right. sheets and towels because you finally have the money. I to make all this money and I buy some nice sheets. <laughs> Some nice sheet and towel because I buy, I make this money, so I want nice sheet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and Tina says the same thing that she didn't really like it. They should just go right. with the wrap scarf. And I agree I because agree. if I want a towel, listen, I could just, a lot of times I just take an old sheet and I use it as a beach towel. Right. Right. So, so $47. It looked like a pario or a, what do they call it? Pario or a. Uh... It looks like a, something a sarong, a sarong. stoners hang in their window and their dorm room in freshman year, my man. Well, did you look at the guy selling it? <laughs> well, the thing is, is, it's one of these mystery meets. And on, on this recent episode, of course, episode 18 of Shark Tank, we saw quite a bit of these kind of head-scratching products that none of us like. It was weird, yeah. Because the, their first year, they grossed $30,000 in sale. Their right. second year, they're blowing 430, up. 430 430 And God. they've done $1.6 million to date on these things that look, quite frankly, like something you could get at, like, Big Lots or, like, a serious Flimsy. discount store. So it's right. mystery meat. But it did not stop um, some people going in, for instance— uh, Mark loved the idea. Yeah, I, let's see. So Initially. And the 10% was going to the wild, and they showed the little seals going down, and that was nice to watch. That was nice. But it it was, 
it wasn't poignant. It 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 was like flimsy. It was. Yeah. See, it couldn't really override the idea that Tina and myself are coming up with and that other uh, of the sharks were mentioning that doesn't really seem like a towel. And it's like right. $47 is a lot. And I got to tell you, combined with the idea of like the marine life, like altruism, it seems a little ham-handed. It does. It, you but know what I mean? The sales, you know, I think it's a, it's one of those grassroots types of th- type of things mm-hmm. where you get people that are like into the boho chic Right, type, right, you know, right. That are going to go out there and buy that, and there's this, there's a whole market for that. There really is, and they could probably make a lot of sales uh-huh. on a grassroots level uh-huh. like that. It's they it can it can almost go viral within that community. I wonder um, why they wouldn't just get a less expensive version, though. Um, you know what? I don't think it matters to them. They feel okay. like they're helping the marine life okay. and they've got this cool wrap that's kind of the cool thing to have. It reminds me when I lived in Bali, there was this whole group of people, like there was this group of people out there, uh, and I'll, I'll shout out to them, hi to the Feather Tribe. Um, so they called themselves the Feather Tribe. They all wore feathers <laughs> around their necks. Uh-huh. And then they started casting the feathers like in pewter and, and different types of metals and that's stuff. That's cool. That and it was kind of cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. And it became this whole love tribe. It's almost flashback to the 70s, free love, that type uh-huh. of thing. Um, no disrespect or anything. Great group of people. <laughs> free love. No, but it's right. like, yeah. I mean, now everybody's going, I want to go to Bali. Uh, yeah, but. Um, Except for every woman in the world. <laughs> uh, no, the women there, you, they don't wear deodorant. They, you know, that kind of. The, <laughs> So you're trying to, you're hard selling me. Unnatural, Um, but good people, really neat people. No doubt, yeah. Um, And they would uh, wear, you know, those look like the types of uh, things that they might buy and they want to support and then everybody would have to have them. So I guess it's like a rich boho person. I guess Tina and I are still like, we're we're still scratching our heads over this one. I, I think even those that weren't rich, they'd get the $50 to be a part of the club. Dang. Yeah. Well, first of all, um, you know... Okay, see, it's funny because Mark was in for 400000 right. at 25%. And it's so funny because I'm so um, – the aura of celebrity and perceived power around Mark Cuban, whenever he offers a deal, I'm always just like to the people like, take it, take it, just say yes. Right. Um, and what he did was, unfortunately, the guys hung out for a while, let Damon counter – and Mark was like, I'm out. So Mark was gone. We saw that a few times uh, tonight, I think, where they withdrew the offers. Yeah. You never know when it's going to happen. Sometimes they do tolerate counters and sometimes they don't. And, of course, we had um, Kevin going in for 50, offering 15% for 200000 and Robert doing the same. Right. But Robert was the one that got the deal. They ended up working with him. Yeah, I don't think they wanted to work with Mr. Wonderful again. No, his, I don't his, think they did either. His personality, uh, what's it, precedes him. Yeah, so. and you know what's funny? <laughs> I, I, this is funny, like I know him, but he seemed a little hurt. I think he does. Uh, he is hurt, but yeah. he, he shouldn't be because it's the persona that he puts out. It's what he sells. Yeah. To a certain extent, it's who he is, but I think he's a softie underneath it all, but he doesn't, he doesn't let people think that. And there's going to be people that don't want to deal with him just because of that. They look at him as being a harsh, heartless business person. But that's what he sells. Yeah. So he shouldn't be hurt by it. Exactly. Robert definitely has like a softer touch. But, but For that, sure. It's, it's really funny how, how Mark was immediately out. That, I think it's just when they would like when if, if the, somebody's willing to pull their offer from the table that fast, I don't think they care about the deal enough. Okay. Either, Interesting. Don't you? I mean, if they really you would wanted know the better deal, than me. Well, no. This. I mean, I, I, uh-huh. but it's like if they really wanted the deal, they're not going to pull it right off the table like that. But what they're was it about it. Damon coming in that pissed him off so quickly? I think it was just they were waiting too long. They were taking too much time. It was like you know, and he didn't want to get him to the fray. And he's like, forget about it. I don't care about this that much. And you know, it is. Yeah, yeah. He it, didn't care about. But you know what's weird? I mean, just the themes tonight with like the millennials. Is the right. idea? Is, we'll call this the snowflake episode. <laughs> well, there, there, there's some good takeaways from this, and I think right. one of them is there. A lot of them were advertising almost wholly on Facebook. They're running campaigns. In this case, we have um. Oh my god! <laughs> Do I have spit in my hair? I did spit a little spit in there, but oh um, good, just so yeah. yeah, the hair gel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it could have been worse. <laughs> Was it a fly? No, you still got a little bit sticking up there. Oh, great. Where's that mirror? Oh, um, it's okay. I'll just, (laughs) I'm like just going wild and unleashed tonight. Well, the idea was, (laughs) now I feel like a dork. Now I feel like I'm a big arrow. No, you look fine. You look good. Um, uh, In any case, they're running this group, Little Sand Cloud. We're running, um, (laughs) oh my God, you. 
I'm sorry, I spit in your hair. It's okay. <laughs> um, all right, so they're running two hundred fifty thousand in advertising just for the summer. I see. I think that's great. I think the, the fact that they're running so much advertising means that it's hopefully working. Um, right. Not, not necessarily, but they were still getting four times the value of their advertising, which I think is, is decent. <laughs> what, what, are they, what? That would be really funny if someone wanted to um, undermine someone. Like, let's just say it's an all about Eve. If you haven't seen that film, it's an old Betty Davis film um, from the 50s. You should check it out because it's about the understudy. This woman, it's about Broadway, a Broadway actress played by Betty Davis. Under- and, and there's Ann Baxter, who's her understudy. And it's this classic thing where Ann Baxter comes in like all soft like a dove. Like, I love you so much to Betty Davis's character, who's this like grand dame of the theater, if you will. And um, Ann Baxter really is there to like stick a big hot knife in, in Betty Davis's back. Nothing so it, new. <laughs> it would be a great all about Eve if someone's like, here, let me fix your hair. It's really messy, even though it was like perfect. And they came at you and they were like, let me fix it. And they totally like messed it up or like stuck a big thing well, on that's, it. I mean, think about and what I'm happened like, here. Think about what happened to Cameron that was here and Zoe got him. Cameron disappeared. Cameron was our lead host. Cameron disappeared. <laughs> no one knows what happened He's to Cameron. He's joking. No, but we thought that like Zoe took him out back or something, but no <laughs> one knows. All of a sudden, Zoe's there. She doesn't care that Cameron's gone. We talked to her about it. She's like, oh, no, that's just I'm the lead host now. <laughs> and he is totally joking. Zoe is like as innocent as a lamb. Yeah, so. sure. But we did have our All About Eve's theories. <laughs> so that, yeah. Yes, we did have your theories. So you're Where's right. Where's Zoe tonight? We were I like, don't know. Right? Did you take Cameron out back in the alley and beat the <laughs> hell out of him? Speaking of, FSG, Fantasy Stats Guru, where are you? We need you. But Fantasy. Tina is doing an awesome job because um, right. Tina points to something out about Mark. Okay. That Mark doesn't like people who have a hard time deciding what they want. You're right. Yeah. And, and he wants to be in or out. He did the same he did the same. Yes, he's done the same before. He doesn't seem to like to negotiate with the other sharks. And yeah, stuff. and I wonder if it's almost like you should be so stoked that Mark Cuban's hey, well, offering could you a feel deal. That. Yeah, it could be ego. That it's could like, hey, wait a second. very yeah. much be it. I'm the only billionaire sitting here on the panel. Yeah, know? like if <laughs> yeah. I say, you know, you should just jump. That's right. an interesting, interesting it very point. Very well could be. Okay, I well, think we figured something out. Moving on, let's go to Aura Organics. What do you think of these cats? Good old um, uh, Will and Ron. Aura Organics. Oh yeah, um, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting that they were, you know, they were creating uh, what was it? They're like vitamins and stuff from plants. Instead yeah, derived of... from food, um, food sources, natural food sources, instead of things like fish guts and right. lambs. Right, I would right. question its efficacy because it's like coming from a different source that I'm used to, you know. So I was like, is it going to do the same thing? As... Well, I thought that they were going to get hammered on that. Yeah, because like <laughs> yeah. vitamin D, I mm-hmm. mean, that's essential. You need vitamin D, right? Like sunlight, right? <laughs> but if you don't get vitamin D, I mean, it, it messes you up. So it's like, I, and I'm to trust you guys that you're cultivating it some other way than I've ever heard of. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what you got. Well, it's it's funny what you were saying about vitamin D because um, people these days want to avoid the sun a lot for because they don't want to get sunburn and they don't right. want their skin to get trash and they don't want skin cancer. Right. Say that word, um, and I'm one of those who's notoriously kind of hermit-ish. I like have, but the cats. way you just said it stood stood out in our mind much more than had you not just said it normally. <laughs> it's like well, I got this whisper in the back of my head now. <laughs> Shit. Well, um, thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, speaking of, if you are a person who likes to avoid the sun, someone was just telling me by all means make sure you get some natural sunlight because vitamin D is very important for your bones and this woman was telling me this because she had this friend that was like a workaholic for like decades and decades in a hair salon which was like in a basement not a human basement but you know like in a basement of a mall also the stress and the workaholic all of those things so she had no sunlight she goes as she got older and this woman had major bone problems and the doctor said it was because like you have deprived your body of like vitamin D for decades so just word out out there, a little side tip. Um, but okay, so Aura Organics, what did you think of them? They wanted 375000 and they were willing to only give up 5%. I think that's, number one, ridiculous. It's like, who who thinks that an investor is going to want to get involved in a company for 5% that's yeah. going to take them forever to see a return? We see right. that over and over and over again. Uh-huh. Um and I just I don't I don't buy it I don't buy the uh, you know I get that they're going Whole Foods uh, I think they mentioned that it would take three years for the rollout I think it was Damon that mentioned that yeah um, which is interesting um, but yeah I, I I don't see it they may go wide like that but even if they went wide five percent is. Mm. 
Right. And it is. It's a, it's a small amount. And they did the, they said the, the words that you're not supposed to ever say when they were asked right. the I'm size of the up. industry because yeah. they were asked about their market and potential market. And they just they talked about, oh, well, there's incredible potential because the size of this industry Here's is your huge. Tip. Don't talk about the size of the industry when you're going into the investors. They right. don't want to hear about that. Yeah, because it meta communicates. You don't have meta numbers. Yeah. Means meta overall. Exactly. Thank that, you. Yeah, somebody had to define it because nobody knows what the hell you're saying. Um, <laughs> but, but you know that four hundred fifteen thousand in ten months is pretty decent. Yeah, for sale. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's very decent. Um, but I still don't think. And they did it through online channels, is what you said. Yeah. Almost uh, completely online. See, I, I think that. It, I, I, yeah, I think they're going to probably be better off online. It's going to be a lot easier to market that online than it is going to be through the stores, in my opinion. Right. And Lori brought that up. If you um, saw the episode, you know that Lori talked about going down the aisle of Whole Foods, and she pointed out the packaging and the packaging. I thought was really pretty, but mm-hmm. it was subtle. And once she talked about the idea it's look that like everything else, right, it's yeah. going to be hard to stand out. And the um, the font was quite small on it right. as well. <laughs> but I mean, I can see people that are holistic minded, and their whole the people that go to Whole Foods would probably like this product, but. How are you going to get the people to identify that they like that product amongst all the other things on the shelves and stuff? Whereas through online marketing, you have the opportunity to go out and reach your audience, grab Mm -hmm. them, grab their eyeballs, make them stay with you, get put hot sizzling copy and stuff like that to really cause them to be. I think as all of them said, building a brand in order to grab some of that market share is going to be very difficult for them, more more difficult than, than one would think. And certainly would not warrant the high valuation they were giving it. Right. Speaking of, Kevin then did offer 20%. He said, I'll give you your 375000 but for 20%. And they tried to work with him a little. They tried to counter. And then they finally talked. Um, he came down to 17% at a different valuation, though, bringing the valuation down to $2.2 Because remember, their valuation was, was about 7.5. Yeah. Yeah, so that was like Which a Which is no a ridiculous go. valuation. And, right. they, and this is what I remember now that Kevin said, that the last round of investors only came in at a $2.2 million valuation. <laughs> so, but the, so Kevin's tactic was one that we've seen before, and we see it all the time from Chris Saka, uh, where they say, I'll come in at the same valuation that the last round of investors right, came right, in, right, but I'm right. not going to take this illusionary bump that you've given it right. based on uh, what, what the investor would like to think of as being no facts. Oh, okay, because their valuation is based on, like... Well, it's based on, they're saying, hey, we've got this growth since we did our last round, That therefore we're going to charge you a $7 million versus a $2.2 million. And, okay. and and the investor's going, no, I'll give you the same one. I mean, it's just a tactic, and what the re- true value of the company is remains to be seen. We don't know. It's, it's you know, no, yeah. Who's doing the valuation? Two different people in their minds, you know? The investor wants to get a great deal, so they're just using it as a tactic to say, hey, you know what, I'll give you the last valuation uh, that you got, which is not a bad tactic for an investor. Well, Because yeah. they want to make a good purchase, cheap. And these guys actually, in the end, um, we had Will and Ron declined the offer. Yeah. And mm. people were basically, you know, the sharks were kind of, you know, saying that was like a bad idea. And the guys, of course, Will and Ron are very, very, very... Um, confident and they were saying oh man they're going to be losing sleep they're going to be crying in their suit because they gave yeah. it up and I, th- and I thought at that point i thought these guys either don't get it or they're just they're playing it over the top just to get a little uh you know scene time but that's ridiculous none of those sharks are going to be crying in their sleep that they didn't get a piece of this yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not going to, it's just. No, I don't no, think so. But it seemed like a neat concept. Like, I love the idea that one of the uh, products was a pineapple st- spray with omega 3. Yeah, and it looked like everybody enjoyed, really enjoyed mm-hmm. the food that they made and that mm-hmm. type of thing. Uh, so the chef seemed to really know what he was doing. Yeah, Ron. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, I, he could. He could go into any Whole Foods restaurant type place and, you know, uh, raw food places and probably rock the menu and people would come from miles around to, to get that menu because he seemed to really know what oh he was doing gosh. on that front. Yeah, he did it. Everyone really enjoyed it. And it's funny because I wonder if they could almost do something else, like spin this off somehow. I, I, see, I think the, the they're trying to get greater leverage <laughs> through selling a product that can be distributed without having to service like a chef would have to service in a restaurant. Yeah. So like, okay, let's package it up and and mass produce um so i get get where they're going yeah Yeah. spray powders and capsules right yeah 
I thought it was interesting. Now, we haven't even mentioned, first of all, well, bye, Tina. Have a great time at work. She is, of course, signing off. Bye. Enjoy work. And um, she was saying also that she can't go out in the sun too much because she's almost a bit of a vampire. Well, she's from Slovakia. Vampire. There's lots of sun in Slovakia, but sunny Slovakia. But, but vampires It's got to be close unite, to Transylvania, Tina. too. Oh, yes. Just like Slo- me in um, my Transylvania outfit yes. tonight or look. Yeah. So yeah. Somebody bit you. Yeah. So wait a second. We have to backtrack because what? what did you think of SoundCloud? Would you? Would you? Were you in or well, out? Well, was I in or out? I was. Uh, you know, I'm out. I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan. I, I liked it. I thought it was neat. I could see that boho chic uh, community getting in on it, but I, I, I didn't love it enough to want to be a part of it. Yeah, I was out too. And by the way, Tina would be out. She mentioned that she met a couple boho people when she was in Egypt, and they spent money, but not on towels. So right. it, she said it just doesn't it's work because it, they didn't exist. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me either. And yeah. Aura Organics in or out? Out, out because they I have, don't buy it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a big. You know, it's going to be a lot of work, a lot more work than they think. It's really funny too because I think it's a lot of work and it's a really tough area and Mark didn't bring this up in this episode but remember whenever there's people making claims nutritional claims he usually hammers them and he's usually right. like yeah we didn't see that he did didn't we? have because yeah. I just think he was just not going to even bother because he right. was always like the reason you don't have a problem is because no one knows who you are right I don't think he's right on that by the way I think he's over the top and he's quick to uh, he's quick to jump to judge something yeah before uh before people have really spoken about it I don't think that the, in reality there's there, you can make a it's almost it's almost like saying that somebody has to have a PhD doctorate in order to become a famous person. You don't need a traditional education doctorate to become famous, and right. you don't need to run through serious FDA trials and stuff in order to do a whole lot of a shitload of sales, right? So it's, it's a, family a family show. show. I know. So you don't need you don't need all that. There's plenty of people that make a lot of money without having to you know jump through the hoops of bureaucracy. Right. And so I don't buy everything that Mark says on that front, but he's uh, he's pretty religious yeah. about it. Yeah, I just would worry about getting sued. Well, in many of the cases, yes, he's pointed out where rightfully so they could have been sued, because what what he what he rightfully points out is you can't overpromise. Right. And you can't make false claims. Right. Didn't um, the Palm people have that issue? Uh, I'm sure they did, because a lot of people will make false claims about what their product or service is going to do, and that'll get you in trouble. Okay, um, so they could maybe get in trouble on that though, front. Right? They could get in trouble, yeah. But I mean, uh, if they're if they're calling it in, uh, well, I mean, we could talk about that for ages. But it's possible to overpromise and underdeliver, and that's a problem. Oh yeah, and by the way, Tina, who's our unofficial virtual co-host Tina! Um, this week, she's uh, she's actually said that Dracula actually was in Slovakia. See. Oh my God! Is that what you said a few minutes well, ago? Well, no, I don't. But is that Vlad the Impaler was in Slovakia, Tina? Well, Dracula was. Is that the same person? That's yeah. It was Vlad the Impaler. Very was interesting. The real dude, and he used to impale people to intimidate his enemies. They said this uh, is a real person we're talking. Yeah. Right. Okay. Stick <laughs> these spikes through him and you see all these dead people. I keep thinking about your spit in my hair. Thank you. Um, okay, Thank you. So next up was dart drones. Man, yeah. Abby had it all going on. That was neat. I like that. She was like a model entrepre- female entrepreneur. I wasn't sure if she wasn't a robot. Yeah, no, she was cool, though. I liked her. Uh, she could have been. She could have been a drone herself. She could have been, like, because she had everything going on. She was but, really confident. And, yeah. Like, she presented very well. Where was she well. from? Is she from? She's not from California, is she? No, I had the feeling she wasn't. I don't know exactly where she was, but um, Abby, good old Abby S. And she was asking for 300000 for 10%. She is running the only national... Um, drone instruction school called Dart Drones. It's, I think it's a great idea. I have a drone. It's sitting. You do? It's okay. never come out of its package. But it, yeah, so sitting in the in the corner of my room, mm-hmm. never come out of the package because I don't. I know that I just take it out and I crash it, so I won't even take it out. Um, and that's a huge problem. Damon was talking about sixty percent of them come back to retail. Right. That's a, that's huge. It's great that he knows that statistic too, because it's uh, and, and the fact that he knows it. Uh, tells you that it's it's something that makes an impression in people's consciousness because sixty percent that's huge, that's huge. But going to drone classes, you know, I I might I could imagine doing that. Like if somebody gave me a birthday present or something to go uh-huh. to drone classes, I think that would be cool. It would be cool. And in this case, it's only a one day. It's an eight hour class, and it's four hundred dollars. And she's in twenty seven cities. She has national drone instructors with aviation experience. And here's the situation. She- I think they were very surprised to hear how 
robust what she was doing already was. Oh, yeah. She had a $3 million valuation. They didn't scoff at that. In 18 months, she has uh, uh, grossed 520000 in sales. Thousands. Thousands in sale. And people, they were like, you should have seen the sharks. I mean, if you right. watched the episodes, sharks were just clamoring to yeah, get Yeah, I think board. that's, uh, I think it's it's decent money. Um, and it's, yeah, that's a good startup business. It's doing pretty well. And uh, yeah. I, I, I was surprised that they didn't ask about the organization or how they did it. I think she had such street cred and such ownership of where she was that they didn't break into the, or didn't try to break down the organization of her structure. Because basically, point. it's a seminar business. I've run seminar businesses all yeah, my life. Yeah, you have, you have. Yeah, so I, I get it. I understand how they do it. Um, so she's she rents the locations. It's just like renting a seminar room anyplace. Um, and I think <laughs> that Damon wanted in... Um, uh, really wanted in, and Mark didn't give him the chance to make his offer. Oh, I know. They all wanted it. I mean, yeah. because she she was a really great um, presenter. A great entrepreneur, as you said. From the sense that she really oozed confidence. She oozed it. But she wasn't arrogant about it. She was so, like, for I don't instance, know if we should use the word ooze. All right, yeah, ooze. Think about that. Think of it. Ooze. <laughs> you oozed it. Yeah, yeah, ooze. Okay, it's a gross word. It makes You're me right. think of your hair. I know, my hair ooze. oozing with, with C- Chris <laughs> Howard Live spit. <laughs> So she was somebody who had already had a business back in the day. She was like, she already had. had yeah, the moment I heard that, what do you think when you heard that? She had that? a purse. Yeah, I When she was I 17 years old, yeah, it was they like, asked okay. Her. And you know what, by the way, with, from a presentation perspective, she led with her product. She didn't talk about herself because sometimes they come out and they talk, they do a personal anecdote. You'll see the um, contestants coming on with a personal kind of anecdote story, or yeah. even kind of like a sob story like you know but in this case she led with how with her success mm-hmm. and then you could see the sharks asking her tell so us Abby, a little bit yeah, about tell you us, yeah. they're just interested it's great when someone actually asks about you and they're really really just interested we're not going to do it if you if you got the, your shit together there's a family show it's a family I show <laughs> but um <laughs> it's a filth line filth free zone right <laughs> um that's what I don't use it in a filthy way, though. I know you don't. I don't say like there's shit here. You All know? righty, said, we're good. Moving get on. Your shit together, right? That's like, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because she's so solid in her presentation and her uh, ability, and she's clearly a great entrepreneur, then they're going to ask. It's like now we want to know who you are. Yeah. Well, yeah, and one of the things she had done was she had like a purse company right. where she sourced the items in, I believe it was Kenya, and then she also put money At 17 back, years old. Right. Yeah. For schools, for education in Kenya. So Chick, Chicky Poo So you got knows. that she was sharp. You got that she... At the moment I heard that, I thought, okay, here, now we know we got a good partner, or we believe we do, because right. that's a good indicator. We got a good business model. We got a good partner. Yeah, I want in on that. Yeah. yeah. And her business, it's interesting because she's shifting it too because she was mentioning that even community colleges are reaching out to license her curriculum. And her curriculum has been changing because at first it was uh, predominantly recreational users. And then they found out that a lot of the people taking these drone uh, classes were actually commercial users. So they were from local law enforcement. They were from um, people that actually used it in their J-O-B. Which is really interesting because... It is a different market. So it, it, when I heard that, I thought it could be a red flag, could be a green flag. Because her saying we're shifting, I, there's exploration that has to happen in terms of how much revenue is coming from the one, how much revenue is coming from the other. Is it a smart shift? What's right, it mean to right, shift? Right. All of that stuff that yeah. you need to know at that point. So there's a little red flag that goes up when you hear that the market's changing like that. But it also could mean that she's just very perceptive and on top of things. Oh, she's um, a, she, yeah. Which I think is probably the right answer. And the, the truth is, they could probably have two totally different markets, or just keep doing them as they are, where they they have public classes that you get a lot of professionals that come into. Yeah, and we'll also think of it. I mean, because you would probably know about this when you have um, a revenue stream where you have. For instance, local law enforcement, I don't know why I keep going back to that, but they are actually taking classes. Like, So they have a budget. So they're getting right. reimbursement. So that's a major revenue st- stream, um, right? Yeah, it can be. Well, especially what happens then is that you get one client that just continues to pour people in. Right, um, like an entire county, like all their... Com- 
local. And every time they have new hires, uh, they, they come in. That's kind of how Dale Carnegie training works. And I worked really? for them for a year. Yeah, and when you get a big, and we would do what's called spider webbing inside the organization. Dang. So once you get one person, you go in after you've trained them and you say, who else needs this? And you go talk to their boss. Uh-huh. Who do you have coming in who needs this? So it's like an <laughs> infinite supply of people that keep coming in. Who are you talking to on there? It's Tina. I'm sorry. I thought Tina had to go to work. She is a prolific. She actually didn't have to. I should have mentioned she just had to get the bus. So she was going to go to work and she skipped work for the show. Yeah, and she also mentioned, Chris, you should visit Abby's school. And she was a boss and she wasn't in a purses, which is funny. It's to point out that Abby had a purse company, but she said she had about three purses her whole day. Who's Abby? Um, is she the, is she the was, drone woman? Yes, she okay. was dart drones. Hello, Abby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the idea is, is that... Uh, we, uh, I would love to go for a... If I can get a dart drone lesson, I'll come, Abby. Then we can do like a whole show about it. <laughs> uh, well... Well, we moving right along. We saw that Kevin. Well, I, that was Kevin, a bona fide offer. Yeah, it was a bona fide. Well, <laughs> she has a counter for you. She said, oh, um, a counter. She said that you should come visit Abby's school. What did she, uh, Tina said I should come? Oh my god! And, and she was actually mentioned. You were talking about Vlad the Impaler. Yes, he yeah. used to come to Slovakia too for drone lessons. So she got all the hot guys. Slovakia got all the hot guys. Yeah, Dracula, so, Vlad no, the Vlad Impaler. Is Dracula. I still don't understand how that. I have to go okay, do some right. recon at home. That's but right. anyway, Kevin, um, they were. She was looking for three hundred thousand. I said we said for ten percent, and Kevin jumped in with fifteen. And isn't that not a usual Kevin deal? Because he usually would say a line of credit at eighteen plus ten equity. When you finished, we're going to go into royalties. You know, he has right. these cockamamie schemes. Um, that are interesting. But he offers fifteen. Mark comes in. Kevin and plays says, it very safe. And does deals that are really Dang good for straight. him. Yeah, yeah that no, but that's great. Very good. This time he just smart. made it simple as possible, probably because he wanted her to say see. He yes. wanted the deal, but I saw Damon was just itching. I know because he's Damon's into a lot of educational businesses right now. Yeah, he's actually. Uh, I think this week he's being promoted by my old seminar promoter in Sydney, Australia. Um, at an event that I've spoken at as well, so Damon's like really started on the seminar circuit right now, and he's doing yeah, and he's doing educational businesses and seminar type businesses. So he's really clued into that. So I know he wanted uh-huh. a stake in this, uh, and Mark didn't let him. Speak. And I would have loved to hear his deal too, yeah. because um, Damon also does things where he, when he usually gets involved, he gets involved big, and he's also involved with retailers. And if you remember, they uh, Abby and the Sharks were talking so much about how great it would be is if in a box that the drone came in like the box your drone is sitting in yeah. there was also a card turning people on a to pamphlet, her, her academy yeah. and i think that damon would have probably been able to offer something like that it's possible yeah it's yeah, possible yeah. I mean, anybody could really do it all they got to do is set up the deal it's like um it's, it's just a, an affiliate deal where they, they they promote what you're doing yes what are you looking at about the hot your hockey- mouth just keeps dropping every time you look at the thing because our virtual co-host tina was talking about the hot hockey players in slovakia what? Why are you talking about <laughs> hot hockey players in Slovakia? I believe it, Tina. Ta- Tina, you, like you guys are having a totally different conversation. No, we are. Show. I'm here. What I the am, hell's a I hockey player have to do with the show? It has to do with hot Slovakian hockey players. Where? What, what does that have to do with the show? <laughs> <laughs> Tina, well, stay focused. <laughs> well, speaking of someone who's not really a hot hockey player, Mark, of course, Mark Cuban did right. offer her exactly what she asked for. Yes. He said, "Yeah, I'll give you three hundred thousand." Um, dollars for ten percent, and she right. said done because he's you know you know I think he said he if her. you let anybody else talky it goes poof in the night. She, she was a boss again. She decided very quickly. Yeah, she did. It was one of those situations where I thought that she probably would have got uh, a good deal from uh, Damon. Damon wanted him. I know, um, but. You know, more power to her. She she wanted right. to go with Mark, wanted to go with the money. She liked the, right. the what he represented. So, and yeah. you know what they talk about? Like last week, I was haunted by the idea that they kept saying a bird in hand, and that colloquialism, which right. means basically, if you get a deal, like a be- one bird in hand is better than two, two in the bush in your hair. Yeah, two in my hair, um, which is a great, great old saying. In fact, there's a place in Pennsylvania called Bird in Hand, just a little Pennsylvania fun fact. But the idea is that if you get a deal that sounds pretty good, go for it. 
Because it's better than thinking, okay, well, one day I might get in a, be- a better deal. Yeah, but they're like in the shark what negotiation. Do you think about that? I-, I think it depends. I mean, sometimes because we've seen that it can go anyway. You know, you ask me a question and then you're looking at her hockey players. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm answering at my your hair. question. I'm obsessed Look at with me, my hair it. ever since you put spit in it. No, I'm here. I am present. Are you with me? As the theater. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, you asked me a question. Okay. Do you remember what it was? It was, what did you think about that? <laughs> what? I forgot. <laughs> Very professional, CHL. Oh, whatever. <laughs> no, you asked me a question. Oh, what do I think about her not taking... Or no, I mean, she Not a bird in hand about yeah, that in general. Because right, I right. was thinking that's really been kind of staying in my mind a lot. Right. Because people often wait for the BBD, the bigger, better deal. Right. But there is no in this In this brief interaction here, I think that it's wise. It's very wise of the people that want to hear all the sharks, uh, whatever they, they want to put do. out. Yeah, unless you think they're, they're trying to play gamesmanship with one another, which uh, Mark was clearly doing. He was a good offer, so she jumped on it. Yeah, but, but I would want to hear all the deals, wouldn't see, you? See, everyone does, but should they? Knowing what we know now, that sometimes... Unless there's gamesmanship going on, so I think you just have to pay attention. But isn't there always gamesmanship on? Because we never know what happens. I mean, there, I mean, there is in relationship. They're making a deal. They're listening to what other people are doing. But they're not going to... The Sharks don't start battling each other mm-hmm. unless they do. And when they do, you should perceive that and then be, and then be able to respond to it. Okay. You know? So I, be aware if they're going gamesmanship and, if, okay. and, and, and they're going to drop out. Um, I don't think that, that's really not something that in the real world people have to okay, deal with. Okay, good. As much, Thank you. you okay, know? that solves that. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. But that maybe, concept maybe. of a bird in hand is worth more than two in a bush. I think that's yeah. fascinating. Well, I'm actually thinking about it in Let's... relation to love. Not my love life per se, but sometimes people that are reluctant to settle down with somebody, let's just say, and I think this happens right. sometimes uh, with guys. Because you do a the, relationship show too. I do a relationship yeah. show called DMC, Dating, Mating, Communicating. Right. And of course I uh, teach communications and I have a couple degrees in it. Oh my but God. But this doesn't relate to actually a bird in hand. It actually just right. relates to the idea that often people are with somebody that makes them pretty happy and they they like what they have it's comfortable but they always have fantasia they always have dreams about what could be out there that there could be somebody out there that is more perfect or more right and so should you really kick the, the person you have to the curb with the thought that well, maybe mr so, fabulous there's so much more to that though because there could be are you settling did you did you attract something that because of your own self-worth issues it's not really the reflection of your highest place of self-esteem there's all so many you're right there's a lot of variables that is definitely not a cut and dry but speaking of cut and dry we are going on to nathan and james of elephant pants i loved their pitch and of course (laughs) did you really oh my god they were such dorks and when they came out they were like you were thinking they were going to be goofballs and they were asking for um they were goofballs they were goofballs but man goofballs seven million dollars in damn sales in two years shocking that was shocking which got all the sharks mouth just dropping because they were looking at them like they were you know dorks like they were dorks and they were asking for five hundred thousand dollars for ten percent equity and um, it was really funny. The idea is is that they talked about their tagline and how it came about, which was called Save Elephants Feel Good, um, which came about when a one of the founders was in Thailand just kicking around, man, 2013, and he went to a sanctuary, and he was appalled by how the elephantes were treated. You know, it's weird, because he talked about the elephants on chains, and I've seen that as well. And it's very, well, they, they have to put the baby elephants on chains uh, so that the, they learn they don't learn their own power. Wow. Because so, if you don't chain them, because the elephants can break the heck out of the chains and the trees and everything that they're, you know. Um, so they chain them up when they're very, very young, and they get used to not being powerful. It, it, it teaches them to be less powerful and to use their power less. Is that extraordinary? Um, it's it's sad. It's uh, it's sad how they do it. and oh. Um, but, and I get what the guy is saying, but I don't, I think that they just tied two totally different concepts together. Cause what do these pants really have to do with elephants? Nothing. So they took this one thing and they took this other thing and they thought this is the new millennial way. This will be cool. Cause we can give back something. We'll give back 10%, you know, uh, uh, Okay. I, I don't see the connection, but except for the, the Thailand, you know, people in Thailand wear these kind of pants. It's another boho thing. It is another boho thing, and it was really funny because they were pushing the elephant altruism millennial thing. And right. Mark goes, you know, you only gave 10%. He goes, that's not a lot, guys. They go, well, we've given 115000 So um, right. these pants, which are really hilarious, they're... Uh, 
big kind of they big look like print pants. pants. They yeah. look like genie pants. Their core is 18 to 24 Everybody year old Everybody in Bali wears them. All the Feather Tribe wears these pants. That's like, So you yeah. see these before. Oh, yeah. It's funny because Mr. Wonderful has 40 pairs of similar looking. Did he looking. say 40 pairs? Yeah, he said he had 40 pairs because he... How does he, he know would, the number? I know. Isn't that That's funny? That's very meticulous. And he, yeah, he wears, but the, he wears Thai fishing pants. Right. Yeah, yeah. no, I've seen the Thai fishing pants. And these pants retail too. for $24 and the cost is 6 Dollars landed per pair for the dudes. Landed, oh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's pretty amazing. That's that's pretty good. Um, the although you know, let's think about it because six dollars and it, what do they retail for? You said uh, they retail for twenty four dollars. So we're talking about four times, uh, yeah, four times the uh, price that the, they have them at the retail outlet, right? That is what they're going to make. So. Oh. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you've got the split between the retail outlet and them, whatever that is. And they were online. They're yeah. doing well, everything. Well, that's, that's why. amazing? We, this, and, and we heard this time and time again. Yeah. Facebook advertising, it's the best place to advertise, and that's only until it's not. Um, and that even came up, you know? It's like, because whenever somebody's, if they're using a, a means of advertising, what's going to happen is the bidding goes up and the advertising prices go up. So those are really? going to continue to rise, 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 rise. Sure. Yeah, so the, and you've had experience with this too, right? Yeah, and, and, and well, what Mark had said, he said fa- the the problem that he had was that their sole source of revenue was being generated from basically Facebook ads, Dang. and if they change a policy, if they change anything, it can all disappear. Very true. I had that happen. I was on Facebook, and my advertising got blocked. Um, now I had malicious competitors that were going out and attempting to block my advertising, um, but. So that you know, that may not be the same circumstance that happens to somebody else, but anything can. I have other peers in my industry that had their advertising blocked there, or something happened, or a policy changes, or something like that. And then, where's your revenue go? It's gone overnight. Wow. Overnight, so all that money could disappear. So, do your consumers? They would, in, and mega this would vary based on industry, but your consumers would really just bail on you that quickly. They'd forget. It's would they forget the cons- about you? But it's not about that. It's they're 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 getting a direct return on their advertising. So right. their clientele that have already bought those are the names that they've collected that sit in their database. They've already bought. You know, they could go in and they could remarket to those people, perhaps, if they have a new pattern or new something else. Uh But their whole business is based on the fact that they do X amount of advertising and they get X amount of results. So what we're saying is if there's a shift in policy, X amount of advertising no longer works. So then you can just market internally to do your database. But that's just that's a pathway to the end. Ah, you're right, because they've had such massive growth. Right, because the advertising is what's bringing more people in. Right, because they were talking about, um, they were asked uh, about their sales, and the guy said they spent in like one month seventy five thousand in advertising, kind of what you're saying, and it Which brought I think them is great. in four hundred thirty thousand in sales. Right, so you think about that, and you go, Whew. "What's that? That's more than almost six times the spend the, uh, the advertising." So you don't mind spending advertising if you're getting six times the, the spend. Uh, in sales, uh, and I've had really good success like that, on, and in the same in the same mediums. And then had it crash like that. Uh huh. Yep. Dang. But they had they had other. Uh, they didn't want to reveal their whole marketing strategy on on TV, mm-hmm. but they alluded to enough things where you heard that they had the right things were firing off to uh, make the sales work, They're, including affiliates. Yeah. Um, including uh, other types of networks like that, and uh, yeah. And it was kind of funny once that their sales, once that they were taken so much more seriously by the sharks, once that they talked about the seven million number, all of a sudden they got respect and they were looked at completely different. And of course, Kevin offered one of his cockamamie deals. He offered two options. One was a $5,000 line of credit and he wanted 5% equity to get in there, 12% interest. And he, or he just said, listen, I'll give you 500,000 for just straight 20% equity. Of course, Damon got in there. Lori got in there with Kevin, um, and their deal together was $500,000 line of credit, um, 10% equity, and both Lori and Kevin would do a lot of heavy marketing for them. So that was a really good deal. Was. But until Damon got in, and as you know, Damon started, you know, for us, by us, and he, he even mentioned, he goes, this has been my space for freaking 25 years. So, um, he went in at 20, uh, offered 20, they went back and forth, and he, ultimately he got a really interesting deal. It was 15% equity, but 2.5 of it was one of these things which I learned oh, something yeah. new was called advisory shares. Well, I, I mean, you, you could have, it could have just been as well as making it up. Mark was giving an excuse for why he got more equity 
than the previous investors that were coming in. Okay. So we're just going to call this 2.5%. Uh, let's call them advisory shares. So it's he still gets seventeen and a half. Seventeen and a half, and that's yeah. Damon's going to be awesome. But he's just he's just saying, oh, this piece of it. The reason why he got more than previous investors is because he's being an advisor in this role, and so yeah. And even Damon didn't know what Mark was talking about. Yeah, so he just yeah. was like, "Yeah, it sounds good to me." Yeah. And Tina, like, our um, unofficial official virtual co-host, had uh, she mentioned that about the elephant pants in other countries, she has seen people wear them and almost. Any hot country where it's not appropriate to wear short ones right. as well. They're comfortable. And she uh, asked, do you think the amount of money they were asking was suggested to them by producers so they hit exactly the one billion? Uh, hundred hundred million, wasn't it? Um, hundred million. Yeah. I think it was a hundred million. Okay, their valuation? No, um, the uh, hundred million in sales for the shark tanks as they started. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that, that might be it. Huh. Interesting. Hard to say, yeah. Interesting what query. Yeah. Um, I, you know, what was interesting about these pants is like, I wonder, would it be smart for them to build into other types of clothing and to be, uh, to develop more of that brand beyond just the pants is a thought that I had. Oh, yes. And last but not least, because we have to move along and yes. wrap because the time has gone by so fast. Right. Uh, Bombas. Great, great update. Of course, Damon worked with the guys from Bombas who do great socks, who do socks, and they do wonderful things. They do something very similar to Tom's. Uh, You buy a pair of socks, they will donate, and they've actually uh, paired with the VA. I made me want to just immediately run out because, of course, we know that so many of our veterans are struggling with homelessness, and so, of course, anybody that is going to help them, I am your friend. (laughs) So um, they were asking, they had come in for $200,000 at uh, 17.5, and they had gone from 450,000 in sales. So this is a recap to before to 14.5 insane. million. Thanks to Damon and Shark Tank. Selling socks. Yes, and doing good in this case, right. legit doing really really good. Yeah. So yeah. we're seeing more and more of that. That's exciting. The whole episode was about that. The, right. the snowflake episode. <laughs> Um, the snowflake episode it was. Right. And in this case, these dude, the Bombas, are like, were like my hero. I, I was shocked. When I heard that number, I was shocked. Would, Would you have been in and out or out of elephant it, pants? It blew me out of my socks. It blew my socks off. There yeah. you go. But it I'd blew be, your Bombas but off. But I've been in or out of elephants? Yeah. Elephant pants? Um, it didn't didn't do it for me. Yeah, I'd yeah. be out as well. Yeah. And I kind of didn't like the... The, the prints the, and stuff. They yeah, have different prints. Yeah, uh, but or even just the, the whole pushing the we're going to save the elephants thing. Just say we want to make billions of billions. <laughs> no, it was right. good. They've given a lot to uh, African Wildlife Foundation. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't hurt. Al, thank you so much for joining us today. And we will see you next week when Zoe Hewitt will be back. In the yes. meantime, I am Constance Dunn. You can reach me at Twitter or Instagram at Constance Dunn. It's yes. She'll be back if you didn't get rid of her. <laughs> Et moi, je suis Chris Howard. <laughs> You can reach me at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram. Bonne nuit, chers amis. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.